every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. The answer. Well, well, well. How did that work out for everybody? It is Tuesday, the 16th day of January 2024. And uh, sometimes, guess what? Sometimes those pesky polls are pretty close to right. There were a couple of things that I suggested would happen as Iowa results actually came in. I did not suggest that the networks would call the result with people still caucusing in the various VFW halls and gymnasiums and community centers of Sub-Zero Iowa. That was a surprise and not a pleasant surprise to many. This is not like an election where the polls are closed. And because once the polls close, it's perfectly okay for a network to use uh, exit polling. And and because they're usually right, (laughs) year 2000, Florida, Bush Gore, but they're usually right. But this is different. This was the doors closing in these various places about seven o'clock local time in Iowa. And, And then people began their caucus process and folks phones were blowing up from Des Moines to Cedar Rapids to Sioux Falls. Uh, that that Trump had won dominantly, and look, he was going to win dominantly. This was not this was not Florida in two thousand, where it was razor thin, incredibly close, incredibly tense, and and calling the Florida uh, result with people still voting in the panhandle could have had a, a result changing uh, effect. But it was just bad optics, and and all the y'all on on Twitter and social media exploded, and properly so, with righteous indignation. What are you doing calling that? Listen, people who love Trump. And knew he was going to win, uh, said this just looked weird, and it did, and they shouldn't have, uh, they shouldn't have done it. But the bottom line is Trump finished with a little over 50%. DeSantis finished in second, which he desperately needed. It can be argued that it does not matter very much who finishes in second. I'll tell you why in just a little bit. It, it doesn't matter for DeSantis because he's not going to plausibly be able to gain ground on Trump when they occupy the same appeal base. The DeSantis voter is the Trump voter on on virtually every main issue. The DeSantis voter wants the Trump agenda back in a more disciplined package that can serve two terms. That's lovely. That's a great thing. It's a good thing to say about DeSantis. But the people who want those policies back, and Iowa proved this. Newt Gingrich last night called it the people's victory. I think that is a superb usage. This is real people, not pundits. Not talk show hosts, not reporters, not cable networks talking about, you know, who wins, who loses, who is strong and who is not. It was real people filing into these frozen enclaves in Iowa and saying by about a two to one margin over Haley or DeSantis, we want Trump back as our nominee. Will the New Hampshire uh, result one week from tonight be different? In a couple of ways, it might be but not in terms of Trump winning it because he's going to win New Hampshire as well. And moving forward, what is the path forward? Is there one for DeSantis, for Haley, et cetera, et cetera? All kinds of people calling for, I mean, after Iowa, you know, about 200,000 total people voting last night in Iowa. And it's like, ah, it's over time to time for people to start dropping out. Vivek did drop out. Now, if you pull 7% in Iowa, 
and there's little likelihood of of building on that base. And God bless Vivek. He, he had a wonderful campaign. He's a very interesting man, energizingly right on a number of issues, little wheels off attitudinally on a couple of things, not ready for presidential prime time, but ready to be a, a vital part of, of the Republican dialogue, the conservative dialogue moving forward. So congratulations, Vivek, on having rattled a lot of cages, having said a lot of things and having, um, having what do I always want? Having made the race better. He absolutely made the race better. So where does the race stand this morning? Let me give you the phone number. That is where you call us and this is where you text us. 866-660-5759. 866-660-5759. Last night, I asked you, or yesterday morning, excuse me, I asked you, what do you want from last night? What do you want? You know, do you, do you want Trump to dominate or do you want there to be a, a smattering of suspense with DeSantis or Haley finishing somewhat closer than expected to Trump? Some would say with the four to one poll margins that Trump enjoyed in the polls for most of the end of 2023, that this was surprisingly close for DeSantis and, and Haley, 21 and 19 percent compared to Trump's uh, 51. It, it's it's not. I, I told you that Trump was not going to win Iowa by four to one over his closest pursuers, and it wound up being closer to, to two to one. Still, it's two to one. It was a victory in every demographic, in every way, in every area of the state of Iowa. And I know it's crazy that we deliver this outsized, disproportionate uh, emphasis to this sparsely populated uh, state. And it's to take nothing away from Iowans, great people, uh, more reflective of the Republican mainstream than than heavily secularized uh, uh, the New Englanders in New Hampshire, uh, which, by the way, is is where Haley is probably going to do better than DeSantis. This this is why. This is why, by the way, here's the little asterisk, or as they say in Maryland, asterisk, to uh, to take forward that DeSantis's hopes uh, may lie in South Carolina. That New Hampshire is a week from today. And there will and New and Haley. It's, it's a probable Trump win and a probable. Haley second place because the Haley appeal is a more secularized, is a more establishment, globalist, moderate, not as red meat, not as MAGA uh, as Iowa. And, and in fact, most of the rest of the Republican Party. So the, the, the ground is fertile, the frozen ground and what is fertile in one way in New Hampshire. And that is for Haley to have a, a closer second place finish, DeSantis third, and then the drums will begin to beat because that's what we do. You lose one state or two states like, boom, you got to get out. You got to get out rather than what I want. This is what I want. I'll lay the, lay the cards on the table. I want everybody to shut up about getting everybody out of the race. And can we maybe keep everybody in until Super Tuesday? Can Texans have a choice, please? It looks, I mean, we, 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 we don't know it like we know two plus two make four, but it's pretty obvious what that choice is going to be. Well, okay, then let's have it. Let's see it. Let's see it actually happen it, for the hundredth time. It's better for Trump this way. So rather than this prattling and whining, oh, time for everybody to get out after one state, let's roll through the, the New Hampshire primary, January 23rd. Let's roll through the Nevada caucuses february 8th let's roll into south carolina i i gotta tell you there's something uh, this this sounds like um this sounds petty of me uh there's something kind of interesting about nikki haley coming in third in her own state which 
I think could happen. Depends on how things go between now and then. And again, it's not because they don't like her in her own state. They they like her fine. She was a good governor, good UN ambassador, just whatever. But South Carolina is such Trump country. I mean, there may not be much room for DeSantis to do all that well. But my point being that the the South Carolina voter, the South Carolina Republican voter, is is maybe even more conservative than the Iowa voter and way more conservative than the New Hampshire voter. There just may not be a whole lot of room for Nikki Haley to do so very, very well in her own state. And that's, that's why silly me kind of like everybody to stay in, see what happens on, on Saturday, Feb 24. And then on Tuesday... And boy, this is what's going to make a whole lot of local news. That's where we find out all these Senate races in Austin, all these House races in Austin. You know, the the Paxton uh, reform tour and how many candidates can he loft to success against incumbents who were his tormentors and all these other uh, plot lines that gather around the Texas primary. But Tuesday, March 5th is also Oklahoma, California, Virginia, Massachusetts, Colorado, North Carolina, Tennessee, Minnesota, Arkansas, Maine, Vermont. Large states and small. What's that? About a dozen of them. Let's and look. And, and at that point, you know what? I thoroughly expect by then. I expect Trump to have such a big lead in delegate count that then, that then, finally, it makes numerical voter-based sense for uh, DeSantis and Haley to get out. If indeed the Trump leads are what fate seems to dictate them to be. My my tagline last night and my my marching slogan moving forward is a voter-based result is better. A voter-generated result is better. Isn't there every bit of evidence that Trump is going to steer? Is there a single state I mentioned where Haley's going to win? There's not. Is there a single state I mentioned where DeSantis can win? The only sliver of possibility there is between now and March 5th, somewhere in the in the Super Tuesday slate, that there's some Trump stumble or he's convicted of something or that even that may take him to 70 percent of the polls. Just, just no. The answer is no and probably not. So 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 what? So where's so where's the fear? Where's the problem? Let voters have their say. And I'll tell you, if we if we do, if we stop harping on people to get out on January 16th and and we see Trump just smoke DeSantis and Haley in Nevada, South Carolina, Texas, Oklahoma, California, Virginia, Massachusetts, Colorado, North Carolina, Tennessee, Minnesota, Arkansas, Maine, Vermont. Isn't it better for him? It's like, look what I did to all these people in all these states. And which, by the way, leads us to the most important thing, the most important thing, electability, electability. The left cannot believe this happened. Further surprises await them. And the commentary is filled. I think Hugh played a little bit of Rachel Maddow last night. Authoritarian fascist. Passions run through the Republican Party. The most shocking thing is not that we have a candidate leading the party, she said, who brings these authoritarian fascist images and pitches. The shocking thing is there are voters who want them. Maybe some people just shouldn't be in the analysis business. I mean, it's a free country. It's a marketplace. MSNBC can put whatever idiotic people on their TV box that they want to put on. But. Just to wrap it up, 
the bottom line is this. Republican voters, conservative voters want an end to the Biden nightmare. Trump has a proven track record of being a far better president than we have now. We want borders that work. We want sanity in in environmental policy, gender policy. We want fairer taxes. We want pro-business policies. We want an America that is strong around the world. Trump has a track record of giving us all of those things. And the bonus, and this is the thing that a lot of people just don't understand enough, and Rachel never will, it is that, and this is, by the way, why, if, if, the, if the Trump and DeSantis policy slate are so, are so similar, this is why Trump outdistanced DeSantis by you know, more than two to one. Because the reelection of Donald Trump delivers a message that is one of the most desperately desired messages in recent political history. And that is a massive boot to the head of the swamp, the establishments of both parties, the the lawfare, prosecutorial persecutions, the the mobilized political hack judiciary that is after him, the attempt to ruin him politically, the attempt to ruin him financially. Millions of American Republicans step forward to say, look, we want the policies back. We obviously want better policies back, but we want to deliver to you people who have done this to him a message that says, hell no, we won't allow that to happen. The power of that desired message cannot be overstated. Nor the power of this one. Lord, guide us and protect us as we face the challenges of this new day. We thank you every day for this blessed nation and for your hand in creating it. Fill our hearts with the energy to protect the freedoms which come from you, which our nation was founded to protect. Let us navigate these troubling times with a positive spirit, treating others as we would want to be treated. Lord, these are times of trial and challenge. Lift us as we follow your word and work for a better America where our Constitution is honored, our schools and public spaces are safe, our elections are reliable, our borders work, we protect the unborn, and we fight for the meaning and the intent of the two genders you created. And where our differences are hashed out with honesty and goodwill and our freedoms of speech and worship are protected. As we face each day's problems, give us the clarity to look around and cherish our many blessings in our nation, our great state of Texas, our communities, and our families. If we follow you, Lord, we know we can get through anything. And we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. All right, Mark Davis, 721. Seven twenty-seven on the morning after Iowa. Someone told me long ago. Now you won't see the rain today. I think we're done with the precipitation. That's good. It's been coming for some time. There were two reasons to watch uh, MSNBC last night. <laughs> two, <laughs> two. I can't think of one. Oh, there, there, there are actually two. One was the uh, the, the the stunned reaction of 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 the trump hate the liberal trump haters which populate their airwaves and the uh and, and folks like rick wilson and the trump hating never trump weasels just to watch them just stew and, and to insult him and insult you for support so so there's reason number one that's just fun but the other reason is kind of a compliment and that's one of the best analysts of uh, you know data analysts in the business steve kornacki uh, it works not just for MSNBC, but NBC broadly defined. And here he was this morning. 
at this. First of all, the 51% he finishes with the previous record in an Iowa Republican caucus was 41%. You mentioned 2000, George W. Bush. He had 41%. Then Bush won Iowa. Trump 10 points north uh, of that. Uh, and the margin of victory here, it's basically 30 points. Trump over DeSantis, the previous record for a margin of victory in Iowa was 12 points. Bob Dole over Pat Robertson back in 1988. So these numbers here that Trump did vastly exceed anything we've seen in an Iowa Republican caucus before. Uh, it is, here's an interesting one. It is as close for Donald Trump to being a 99-county sweep of the state as you can get without actually getting. A was there, I think there was one, was one county, I think. 99-county sweep. And what I mean is look at the one county that is not Trump's shade of red on here. It's Johnson County, where Iowa City and the University of Iowa are. And look at the result here. Donald Trump lost it to Nikki Haley by a single vote. Oh, dude, they say your vote doesn't count. Well, obviously, it's one county in Iowa. 1,700, excuse me, 1,271 for Nikki Haley. Duh, college town. Nikki Haley is the liberal Republican candidate. She just is. This is not hard to understand. And there aren't enough liberal Republicans to provide her a path forward. So just stop it with this Haley surge, Haley bump. Stop it. 1271 to 1270. <laughs> so Donald Trump literally came one single vote away from going 99 for 99 in Iowa uh, last night here. Just in terms of why DeSantis was able to edge out Haley for second place. Look, compared to, to Trump, it's not really a stronger breakout showing for either one of them, just given the history we talked about. But why was DeSantis able to, to edge out second place? Essentially, it's this, that Haley had, and we talked about this yesterday in the run-up to this, the polls were suggesting this. Haley had a coalition that was dependent on college-educated, on independents, on non-Republicans. Also known as non-conservatives. Non-conservatives. Conservatives will never line up. I mean, an appreciable number of conservatives will never line up behind Nikki Haley. Period. So enjoy the moment. And the moment may, listen, I let, let me break, get into news, come back. I got to bust out some of this stuff with my buddy, Mike Gallagher. But what, what does he want to have happen? What do you want to have happen? Join us, 866-660-5759. That's also the Patriot Mobile text line. Right now, it is 730. I'm Mark Davis, 660 AM, The Answer. Nikki Whaley is in the newsroom. Well, it's real now. Yesterday, Mike and I talked about how there'll be just kind of a different feeling, a different vibe when it is real voters and not pundits or cable networks or pollsters. Say, it, d- does it feel real to you? I mean, we all knew it was coming. There were, there were literally no the surprises out of Iowa. It's over. It's time to call it's it a day. It's time to call it a day. <laughs> I mean, it is absolutely over. Let me quote Bob Vanderplatz, who's the Iowa evangelical leader. Yes, who endorsed who, DeSantis. Uh, you know, Big-time DeSantis supporter. In mm-hmm. fact, he was a big part of the DeSantis machine, Mark. He told the Washington Post a month ago, DeSantis needed to win in Iowa or at least come in a close second. Vanderplatz said, quote, I'd say for sure within 10 points— mm-hmm in order to have a shot at winning the nomination. Mark, it's over. This is such a wait. I saw nothing but delusion last night. Nikki Haley claims it's now a two-party race. This is she weird. finished in third. I know. Ron uh. DeSantis never graciously acknowledged Trump's victory and said, we got our ticket punched for New Hampshire. Mm. You got beat by 30 points. Mark, he didn't win a single county. 
Listen, the best message came from Scott Moorfield on social media this morning mm-hmm. who posted, and he's a Ron DeSantis supporter, mm-hmm. to fellow Ron DeSantis supporters who still think there's a chance for Governor DeSantis. He visited every county. He and his PAC spent tens of millions of dollars door knocking, organizing. He had the support of a popular governor, key conservative media, Christian figures. DeSantis put all his eggs in the Iowa basket, a state filled with a slice of GOP voters arguably more friendly to his campaign than anywhere else. It was the only way to try to shift the Trump winning narrative. Despite all of that, Mark, it wasn't to be. It was always Iowa or bust for Ron DeSantis. Where do we go from here? Scott Moorfield wrote, I don't know yet, but this primary campaign is over. It is, Mark. It's at, they are wasting money now, and, 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 and in this food fight, these delusional characters who think that you got your ticket punched and you think it's a two-person race, they need to drop out now and support Trump, and let's fight the dirty Democrats. That now's the time to do it. You think, hey, hey, Mark, you think it might have been good for DeSantis to win, oh, I don't know, 20 counties, 10 counties, five. He didn't win a single county, Mark. It's over. It's time for us to be big boys and big, put our big boy pants on and say the enemy isn't each other. DeSantis Haley, they all got to get on board because Trump's going to be the nominee. You're going to look me in the eye today, my dear friend, who I love and I respect, and tell me that either Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley has a path to the nomination? I will not. Thank you. It's not going to happen. It's over. So what's my deal? Uh, Let's play the game called What's My Deal? It it annoys me. Not not so much you because I I think what what you you, – no, in in fact, not you at all. The, the notion of one state dictating reality, one, one state, or may, maybe two. Uh, and, and so when I sit here and say, as I have, and as I will probably continue to, I don't, I don't see the enormous downside of, you know, sticking it out for a few more states and, and even to Super Tuesday to give these folks, because I think by the time we get to the morning of March 6th, if indeed we've had all of these states, like 14 or 15 of them, and it's all been the same as it was in Iowa, that, and is, am I wrong that that's even better for Trump? No, no, no. He gets, I, listen, cause, I, cause listen, I know what you I crave. You, you. Cra- you crave, and I get you too. You crave no, unity no, 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 now. But, it seems like wheel but, spinning and wasted time. But go ahead, but, but indulge. It me. is. It's a way. It's wasted money. Is the problem because right now but the donor money. dollars are the the, the donor do- dollars are drying up for DeSantis and Nikki Haley as we speak. Mm-hmm. They're they're fl- they're fleeing. They don't have any more. They're not going to have any more money. But I I get why it annoys you. Let mm-hmm. me tell you why it annoys Mark Davis. <laughs> You're a a smart, sophisticated guy, and you instinctively say, we got to let voters vote. I get it. Mm-hmm. That's conventional wisdom. Mark, there's nothing conventional about this anymore. Yeah. This is not a conventional situation. Last night, MSNBC and CNN literally censored what was one of the biggest political stories of the year. They wouldn't carry Trump's speech, they and they bragged about it. They are now engaged in the same type of election interference as Fannie Willis and Tish James. The networks are saying, we're not going to cover this guy. The networks are saying it. Uh, Joy Reid on MSNBC. My gosh, did you hear her rant? I did. Did you hear what she said about white Christians? Mm -hmm. Mark, 
These people are reprehensible, and that's the enemy. They are the enemy. This media is the enemy of the state. They're not even pretending to cover anything. They're saying, we're going to do everything we can to stop this guy. If that isn't motivation for every DeSantis and Nikki Haley and Vivek supporter listening to us right now to say, you know what, we got to get behind this guy. As this guy is being dragged all over the court system, he's flying to New Here he is in New York today for the E. Jean Carroll defamation suit. Yeah. I mean, here's. I mean, it's time, Mark. It's absolutely time. We gotta. We gotta open our eyes. And and I sense it. That you're starting to see it too. I, I got to uh, tell I, you, this is this, and I think people driving around. Uh, this is why reason number seven million. Why I love this segment. I, sometimes we come to the table. You've got points you can make. I've got points that I can make, and they both have merit. But doggone it, sometimes there's just a greater, larger truth driving, let's say, my side. This is not one of those days. <laughs> this is where I can mm-hmm. make all my scholarly, on paper, you know, earth logic principled points about, hey, let the voters of Texas and California let them let the DeSantis and Haley. Right. And by the way, it's not out of an affinity necessarily for the DeSantis voters or the Haley. But I'm not trying to keep something alive or stoke a dead fire. It just it just seems on principle that going back calling it after one you know little state just just. Eh. But here's but here's me understanding you. We don't have six weeks to 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 diddle around no, with this. In view of what we're up against, every dime, every molecule of energy should be brought to bear right now. And if the value is in Trump's hand on the Bible, January 20th of 2025, as a message, not just that we want his policies back, but a message against his tormentors, if him... Delivering the acceptance speech at the Republican uh, convention this summer in Milwaukee. If that's really important, it's it, it. There's great importance in this ending now, or maybe right after New Hampshire or something, because that essentially shows we've got our act together. We're we're, right. we're not spinning our wheels. We know what we're up against, and we are unifying for the battle that really matters. And let me make a promise to you: if if either DeSantis or Haley had a better showing last night, I'd probably be more in the conventional wisdom uh-huh. of, "Hey, let's let let's let the other states decide." Yeah, if somebody let's had, if, if Trump was you know forty five and 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 DeSantis were you know thirty five, I mean that that's 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 one thing. And if he'd won 20, but, but 25 counties. But guess what? That didn't happen. 99, <laughs> every demographic, yep. every county. Yep. I mean, he set a record. The, the the most that has ever happened was Bob Dole, who yep. won by 13 points. Over Pat we'll Robertson 30. in 1988. <laughs> My gosh. I mean, it's over. It's it, it's coming. And, you know, I, here's a text message. I love the instant feedback we mm-hmm. get. And let me, let me I, and I don't want to attack this person from Dallas who said the following. Here's the text. I want to be able to vote in Texas. I do not like Donald Trump. (laughs) The 49% of us deserve to be heard even if this election is over. See, this is – that's – He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's petulant. Yeah. He or she is petulant. <laughs> okay. It's a it's a little temper tantrum. I don't uh, like the guy. Get you got to get over it. That's the equivalent of saying I don't want any more mean tweets. Get over your petulance. Understand who the nominee is going to be. I'm, I'm I mean I'm not sure of a lot of things. I am certain 
that neither Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley have any path to becoming the GOP nominee. And it's and it's and we just have got to stop with the with the little childish temper tantrums. I don't like him. Well, guess what? This, do you like Biden? Do you no, like do, where the do, country do, is? You better learn You'll, to like him as an alternative yeah. to the nightmare of Biden. Everybody's going to have to get over themselves and realize this is where the party is. Here's the headline in Bloomberg, which I just and the reaction from the leftist media just cracks me up. I, it makes me sh- it makes me feel like 2016 all over again. Rachel Maddow last night with her meltdown. Ugh. Joy Reid with her meltdowns. Uh, somebody check on Keith Olbermann. My gosh, I hope he's okay. Somebody do a welfare check on him. Here's Bloomberg.com. Quote, uh, headline, a wary world braces for Trump's return oh, Lord, to the White House. Lord. A wary world braces for Trump's return to the White House. Mm-hmm. And see, they know he can win. Oh, see, they, the, the, exact, the, the notion of Trump is so damaged and he'll be bouncing from courtroom to courtroom and won't even really be able to campaign. So his electability in question, that is the st- stupidest analysis anybody can offer. He may win 40 states. Now, it is indeed possible that that independents blanch at the white knuckle ride. And I mean, I'm, I'm not guaranteeing a win by any margin, but the notion of people stepping forward and saying he can't win, that he's unelectable, they just ain't paying attention. They're not paying attention, and the, and they're again they're they're in their little petulant moods, and I don't like him, and I'm gonna you know guess what it's it's the party is really over, and now and, and it's gonna happen. Vivek Ramaswamy last night with a really gracious uh, speech, uh, fully endorsing Donald Trump. Again, I was watching DeSantis closely. I thought. Surely he's going to be a little bit gracious about Trump. Uh, what did he say? He does. Oh, they th- no, they the, threw everything in the yes, kitchen sink. I mean, for, for him, it's you like, spent one hundred and fifty million dollars yep. there. Yeah, what you this throw? Is, this is a glass half full, glass half empty. The glass half full is they threw everything at me. I still finished second. The glass half empty is you spent everything you got and didn't come close. So you know what? Can I just say on a personal level, help? And I can hear it in your voice, and you're starting to see it the way I see it, and especially after last night. But I'm proud of you. No, no. Listen, don't, don't, don't scoff at that. It takes a, a real. You you are so intuitive, and you've got su- you've got a, such a great instinct for your audience. And I really do appreciate your willingness to to say, hey, yeah, it's 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 time to start focusing on the Democrats and what they're doing to this country, and not this, this wasteful money. Every dollar spent now on a Nikki Haley campaign, we could be spending against the Democrats. Every dollar we spend on Ron DeSantis, it could be spent against Joe Biden. Is there a difference uh, there? I, this is funny because I want to see if you feel differently about the people hanging on to the, the Haley thread versus the people hanging on to the DeSantis thread. It sounds to me, if, if I'm reading you correctly, that the people who are clinging to the DeSantis thread are, are really even more needing to wake up because they are the ones who want the Trump policies back. And they're the ones who realize that there's only one way to get it, and it's from Trump. The people clinging well, to the, the Nikki Haley thread are the globalist establishment, moderate, you know, uh, squish squishes, Republicans. Yeah. So they they've got they're they're just trying to keep that fire stoked for their fifteen sixteen percent of the. I mean, I, I kind of get them. I mean, so well, if social media is any barometer, I was reading it. I was I was immersed in it late it, late into the night. The DeSantis people are throwing in the towel. The DeSantis people know. And 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 honestly, his speech last night, I don't want to harp on this. 
He's shell-shocked. He thought he'd do better there. They all expected him to do better there. But couldn't he be a little bit gracious well, okay, towards you've Trump said, you've, the way for Trump the, was the, gracious the third, towards him? The, okay, the third time you've said that. Well, but Trump being gracious really to him. really sticks in my like, Oh, like he was. The, Did you see like his the, speech? No, it's like the Cowboys being gracious to the Packers. It's like you've kind of got to. I mean, it's, or the Packers being no, gracious to the Cowboys. No, but, but it, he, it's, didn't it's, give a, he didn't call him sanctimonious no, last night. I know. Night. Well, he said Ron and Nikki did a good job. He took the win with grace, yes. But if you are disappointed. DeSantis, would it have been enough for him to say, congratulations to President Trump for this win tonight, but other states lie ahead and we will be continuing the battle? Would that have been it okay? would have It would have made a big difference, okay. I think. I, I, I really do. It just would have been. And I have to say, I, I, I don't want to attack the guy because I'd vote for, I'd crawl over broken glass if DeSantis was the nominee. But it shows that he's not a good candidate on the national stage. He doesn't have good instincts or he doesn't have smart people advising him. I don't know what it is. But to not have one smidge yep, yep. of graciousness over over Trump's historic yep. vet, Hey, you know what you say? Hey, we did the, we did the best we could, yep. but hats off to Trump and, and the voters came out. I, I mean, he didn't do any of that last night, Mark. He's not ready for this. I think he will be in four years. He's going to be better. He's going to be better maybe in eight. I don't know when. Ron DeSantis well, is a four, young guy. Only got, I, got, has four I, got, I got shoes older than Ron DeSantis. So he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a young guy. He's got plenty of future ahead of him. So does Vivek, by the way. So does Vivek Ramaswamy. I mean, this guy, uh, I, I guarantee, is going to wind up in the in the Trump administration. As, as what? Sunday. I've been trying to figure out where. I mean, it's kind of You know, one of my favorite ones on the Patriot Mobile text line was, hey, maybe give me the White House press secretary. No, 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 no. <laughs> the White House press secretary's job is to, to be the mouthpiece for the president's actual views. No press secretary is ever out there riffing on his own personal views. And Vivek's value is riffing on his own personal views. So I don't know what, what should he and be. I, I, don't, and, I will talk about And I just got to, I don't know. And I just got, but I got to end on one more rant about the media. I, it's it's so, re- I don't know if people are even paying attention how yeah. reprehensible it is to censor such a big story last night. We're seeing a degree of media corruption, Mark, yep. the likes of which we've never witnessed before. And get ready because they're going to do it all year. They're not going to cover him. They're going to they're going to try to destroy him. And guess what? They, they're they too stupid to figure out they're his secret weapon. They are. And the Trump victory delivers a message to them as well. It delivers a message to the CNNs, a message to the MSNBCs, a message to the Joy Reads, a message to the Joe Scarboroughs, a message to the Jake Tappers. And that's a message that a ton of Iowans wanted to deliver. And there are a bunch of people lined up behind him ready to do the same. Amen. All right. Well, let's I love see you, what happens next. What I love a, you, too. Time. We're going to have Joey Hudson. Time. He's back on is, the ground. Is, and is he got feeling back in his fingers? <laughs> he's got his. He's, he's treated his right foot and his left arm. I mean, the frostbite is setting in, but he's ready for day two, and we're going to. He's got a lot of caucus goers celebrating Trump's win, uh, and he's off to New Hampshire next week too. Yeah, so that's have, great. It'll be about five degrees warmer, so that's yeah. Good. No, <laughs> I, mean, no I, I love. And by the way, so how much. about those Tampa Bay Buccaneers? How Buccaneers, about it? Huh? Listen, here's okay. Two things. Let me. We'll talk about this a little bit tomorrow. It was a pretty interesting night of television. The Iowa results. That was a lot of fun. The Cowboys sent whimpering into deserved obscurity, but we got to see the Eagles get their clocks cleaned in Tampa, right by your house, uh, by the Bucks. So that was kind of fun. And tomorrow, let's spend at least a month. You, listen, if you and I... 
bagged on award shows forever, but because deservedly so. Last night's Emmys with a wonderful host in Anthony Anderson and yep. old casts of shows you actually remember delivering yep. nominees from the familiar sets of Cheers, the familiar set of Martin, the familiar set of All in the Family, where Rob Ryder and Sally Struthers could not have been standing farther from each other. It, yeah, there's I've a story never, behind that. I, well, let's get to it tomorrow. It was, it was a real rarity. Uh, and the winners were pretty darn. I I gotta watch this the bear thing about some chef in Chicago or something. It watch, won, watch watch Succession. I, oh, that well, one well, best no, drama. No, but we're all we've, you, we've all done Succession, dude. We've talked. Oh, about okay, Succession. good, good. Love. I don't know what of the course. bear is. But, but, Me neither. But it won so crack, many things. Yeah, good. And I started finally started cracking Breaking Bad. Wow. Get ready, I'm a dude. Nervous wreck. Get ready. I know. I started, you should be. I'm, I'm halfway through season one. I'm binging that. That's my new binge project. There you and go. So off we go. Let's All talk. right. Happy I, uh, Happy Iowa Caucus happy Day, my Iowa friend. Happy Iowa Caucus. Morning after show. Mike Gallagher there for you. Ten as soon as we're done on 660 AM. He answer. Sometimes I wonder why I spend the lonely night. The great Ethel Merman. What a set of pipes on her, huh? Born this date, 1908. Passed away back in 84. Into the way, 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 way back machine we go as Ethel tackles Stardust. <laughs> she pretty well tackles everything. There's no business like she's just awesome. So uh, we'll let Ethel take us out of this hour and into the next. And as we begin the next, you just heard Mike and me toss back and forth the notion of what should happen now. So... I, I know he's right. I know he's right. But I'm not wrong. Maybe my rightness needs to be subjugated to his rightness. And what I mean is this. 866-660-5759. On principle, do you want DeSantis and even Haley to stick it out for a few more states and let's really see how this marinates and plays out? Or is that wasted time and wheel spinning? And is it time to unite right now. 866-660-5759. Grab a line. Make your point. Make your case. That's the Patriot Mobile text line as well. 866-660-5759. Mark Davis, 660 AM, The Answer. It's Iowa, the morning after.